welcome to the Style Situation Podcast. We're your hosts, Tamar and Kiara. Hang out with us while we discuss this week's fashion highlights. We took a little break and we are so excited to be back. We're going to get right into it. Tamara's going to give us a rundown of what we're covering this episode. Yes, Kiara. This episode, we're going to have our weekly catch up about our whole months of July and August. Mm -hmm. In our What's in Our Closet section, we will introduce fall and what we are buying, keeping, tossing. And in our fashion news, we're going to compare New York Fashion Week versus the US Open. Well, I'm really excited to see you in person. We're finally back to recording IRL and we're going to get right into to our weekly catch-up. So tell me, Tamar, what have you been up to? What have we missed? It's been a lot. This is like <laughs> a two-month catch-up. So I have really abbreviated bulletins for all the crazy travel and all the exciting things that have happened. Yeah, we're going to keep it short and sweet. First off, I went to Shelter Island for an event with Rosie Ossuline. Absolutely gorgeous, once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. So fabulous. Nashville, I went for a date. Had never been in Nashville before, so it was like a honky-tonk fun time. Miami, went for a date. Hadn't been in years. Really fun. I had to leave, actually, after being there for like 36 hours. Oh, yeah. You were there for that hurricane. The the threat of a hurricane. Yeah, I had you. I had so many people texting me like the day after I got there, like, when are you, when's your flight? Are you going to get home safely? And so it was very abbreviated, my trip, but I made it back right before the hurricane hit. Thank goodness. Yes. I don't need any more crazy travel. Uh, And then this past week I was in New York and Brooklyn. And honestly, I just miss my friends. And a friend of mine was dog sitting in Europe for a screenwriting residency. And so I just took him up on staying in his place and house sitting. That's so fun. We got to spend like a little week in New York too. And And I did go on a really, really fun date there. Oh, good. That's awesome. Um, What have you been up to? I was just saying, I remember you telling me about the date that it was like super fun. And I've, um, what have I been up to? My weekly catch up has been a lot more centered around Mateo starting school. Game changer. I know. Well, he's in a three day a week program. So I'm having like a little bit more time to do my work and to, you know, go to lunch and take a shower. So that's always nice. Um, but it's, I like that he's home a lot too. I would be really sad if he was gone five days a week at this point. And it's a nice introduction to school. So that's really nice. And in that time, I've been able to make a lot more appointments and like kind of get my skin right and start taking care of myself more. So I've been going to Skin Farm. I've done some microneedling there, some microneedling with PRP, handheld microneedling, and just taking care of like that stuff takes care of like fine lines, hyperpigmentation, and um, just like tightening and smoothing, which is really, really necessary for me at this point. And I'm trying out Neo M Sculpt at Vitalik. They just opened up here in Houston, also another med spa. And this M Sculpt thing, I don't know if you've heard of it. There's like the M Sculpt and there's like the Neo, which is like the next generation. And it, burns fat. It makes you do like, if you're doing it on your abs, it's like doing 20,000 crunches in in like one session. And it burns fat and it also gets rid of lactic acid. So you don't really feel as sore the next day. And I felt like, I didn't even feel like I'd done an ab workout the next day. I felt a little sore, like something, like I definitely moved or did something, but not like that many ab crunches. So it was really cool to try. And I'm going back for another session. I think on Friday, just focusing on getting myself back to, you know, myself. 
if that makes any sense. <laughs> yes, you have some free time for yourself. Yeah. I did have a couple other noteworthy events that were here in town that were so much fun. Oh, awesome. I styled someone for Burning Man. Oh. And this was very different for me. I normally am used to event dressing, whether it's luncheon, gala. Yeah. Maybe even red carpet. This was so fun. I asked my client, she really just wanted me to help with, I mean, these are pieces that she had been sourcing for months and months. They're so specified. This was so different for me. I'm telling you, we were matching the tiniest bottoms, like cheeky swimwear almost with combat boots with wigs and pasties and it was so much fun it was very costumey yeah and i absolutely loved it it took me a little bit like a minute to get into that aesthetic mm -hmm. but then i was like hit the ground running i loved it it was so much fun it was probably like very creative like outlet it, yeah and it was and fun to do a couple times but not something you want to do all the time like burnt like even like going to burning man it's like a once in a once a year thing Exactly, but it was definitely and even that is a lot. I've heard. Yeah, I, I can't imagine, um, especially after this year. But it was a really, really great creative exercise. Hadn't done it, loved it, loved to do things that are different. Uh, and speaking of things that are different, I got to shoot a wine campaign. Well, I helped my friend shoot a wine campaign at my place, and I loved it, like setting the table and That's so fun. Yeah. It was so pretty. Did a little brand work. Yeah, a little, little brand work. Design. Yes. I know how that is. I love I love seeing that. When you get those campaigns, it's like you have to figure out how your house is going to look. Like is you have to create the atmosphere and the mood. That also would be realistic. I loved it. I mean, this wasn't work for me. This is work for my friend and mm -hmm. I was like all about it. I was so excited. Well, dude, if I ever get I'm going to hire you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, yes, call please. I'm going to call tomorrow for that next I time. I absolutely love dinner parties. So it was <laughs> great. And it was great to like, you never get like the shots, the, do the documentation, unless you like yeah. hire a photographer. So it was like a really great compromise of her capturing everything that we were doing. So that was it was so fun. And I got two new tattoos. Speaking oh, of yeah. needling. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike, right. Exactly. Speaking of micro needling, what did you get? Can I got I my them? dog's nickname. Oh, which I'm obsessed with her. She's my princess. And then I got um, a pansy, which is something that is derivative of my name in Hebrew. So I, oh, I never felt so like special. this hand tattoo was complete. So, so the pan for those that can't see the pansy is actually on her hand. And so, but this was an addition to this. Yes. I okay. have a typography tattoo on my hand that says mighty. And I never felt like it was complete. And so it was really nice to like round it out. Mm-hmm. That's so pretty, the pansy. And then the, that's like just under your collarbone, underneath your collarbone. Yeah, so cool. I'm trying to like, you know, I could I know, I hear I, that once you get one tattoo, it's like you can't stop. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I am like- And no, I don't no. have one. I do not have one. That's how you- That's how <laughs> I have you- zero. Stay tattooless. I actually had a nightmare over five years ago that my nightmare was that I got a tattoo. And I woke up relieved. Yeah, I mean, isn't that weird? That's so weird. No, but I think that's weird. Like, how are you having like a a nightmare that it's like, oh, I got, I had a nightmare that someone was like, I got a tattoo that I had chosen, and then I woke up like, oh my god, thank god I didn't do that. Like, I that's mean, not not a big deal nowadays. You know what I mean? Such a weird fear. I also hate needles, so could be that. <laughs> I hate needles too. And look at us getting all needled. I know, I know. But I feel like if it's for anti-aging, it's like, I'll do almost anything. Same, sign me up. <laughs> All right, let's get into our what's in our closet section. 
We're talking all about fall fashion, what we are buying, keeping, and tossing. So let's start off really simple. What are we buying? What do we need in our wardrobes? Tamar, do you want to start us off or do you want, should I go? You go. Okay. I have been obsessed with the lady jacket. It's like that classic round neck, like necklace collar is what I heard that they were calling it. And it's not like a fitted jacket. It's a little bit boxier. It's that elegant classic style and i just really like the look of it i love seeing it layered over a t-shirt and jeans or over like a little skirt so i think that's like a really um easy way to freshen up an already existing outfit you just switch out the blazer that you know i'm still keeping we're not we're gonna get into that later but this is what i'm buying the lady jacket the next one is the chanel ballet flats we were talked about ballet flats being in like on trend in a previous episode and i have not purchased any classic chanel ballet flats in a long time i think my last ballet flat was like years old so that's on my list the chanel one's like a bigger price point so i don't know if it's gonna be that one or like a really good look-alike we shall see what happens there and i am i just purchased another belt a skinnier belt from Hermes and I'm really loving that adding it to like a jean or like over a skirt so that's what's on my radar that's on what's on my buy list and what I think is just really great pieces to invest in for the fall and of course like a wide leg trouser those kinds of pieces like a classic build an elegant fall wardrobe is my is what I'm focusing on right now that's cute. Um, I have similar, but a little bit different variations of those things. Awesome. I, for my topper, really want the chunky oversized cardigan. Ooh, yeah. Uh, just like a really thick cashmere woven knit, just a cozy kind of look. Um, and then for ballet flats, I'm really into that Alaya, the, the net with the Mary Jane. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those are fab. I love yes. those. And I actually have a pair and I haven't worn them yet. It just hasn't fit my summer aesthetic. So mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. excited to bring them out. Um, and then as far as, and belts, yeah. If you don't have some classic belts, I brought one of my classic vintage belts out, but like I mm -hmm. saw them all over New York. I can't wait to get like maybe a chain belt. Like I have a vintage mm -hmm. Chanel one, but I want like a silver kind of rocker chain continuous belt. That's like on my list. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is the chain belt, is it one where it's like, there's lots of chains coming from it? No, no, no. It's like the actual belt is like links. Oh, okay. Yes. That's like on my radar. Cool. Yeah. I like that. What we're keeping. So like I touched on some old belts and some belts that I want. Mm -hmm. What I'm keeping is all my graphic tees. I think that they're going to be great to wear. Like right now I'm wearing one alone with white jeans and... I'm going to be wearing them like my really fun ones with like my chunky cardigans and like my leather jackets with like more fall color jeans and boots. I am keeping, so I'm keeping my blazers, especially like the tweed ones and the ones that are still like those classic colors. Also right now, blazers that are the new blazer they're showing has like a cinched waist instead of like the oversized. And we did talk about that. So I'm still keeping my oversized blazers and having that. And you can, I feel like there's a way that I can like use something to like cinch the waist in a little bit without having to buy a whole new blazer. So like I'm saying, keep your blazers and find a way to cinch belt the it. waist or belt it. But they're, it's like cinched from the inside. 
You know what I mean? It's like sculpted. Sculpted. Yes. But yeah, belting is a great way to also have that look. Um, so yeah, we're keeping the oversized blazers in tweeds, especially in the fall patterns, whatever. Um, the pleated skirts, like that, you know, that pleated skirt look. The, the tennis. Tennis, not necessarily like a tennis sports skirt, which I will be keeping anyways, because like I'm wearing activewear all the time. But yeah, like a tennis skirt, a pleated skirt, and just these skirts that go with the lady, the lady jacket that I'm trying to get. And pleated shorts, and those are carrying over from summer. I love a pleated short. And we're keeping we're keeping micro bags. Some people may disagree, but I still like them. And I think you still like them. They're so cute. I just got a Paco Rabanne one, and that's my favorite designer. And I feel like it never goes out of style. And it's so cute to just like throw something yeah. tiny in. I don't carry a lot, so. Yeah, and then you can always toss it in your bigger bag. Yeah. When you, so it's all good. You can keep the micros. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about what, okay, this is going to be controversial. What are we tossing? What are we over? For fall. For fall. I've never been a chunky scarf person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It to me reads. Are we talking like the chunky long scarf that's like knitted or like the big wrap around? That's, that's like a almost pashmina. like a pashmina. Okay, you're okay. I'm, I'm thinking this scarves. scarf, it gives pumpkin spice latte girly. Uh huh, uh huh. I guess it's also how you wear it though, because I have seen some really chic, chunky scarves. Okay, send me those. Like all in gray. Like the, she's wearing all gray cashmere. And then it's like this big knit chunky scarf around the neck. And it's just looks elegant and chic. It's not what you're like the flannel, what you're thinking, I think. I've never been able to do it. Maybe a monochromatic look, but it's not for me. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, I think it's easy for us to say like we're tossing like a warm chunky scarf. But I think when you go to places like London and like Canada pretty hard to toss like such a warm essential like essential wardrobe piece <laughs> but I get what you're saying let's see for me for me I would toss I am tossing and I'm not wearing you know the tight over the knee boots that you'd wear over your skinny jeans I feel oh, like no, the she's... tight over the knee boot is like the next like it's going the route of the skinny jean some millennials will keep it going and majority of us will probably be like, oh, no, it's just very dated. I just don't like that look. I think it cuts off your leg. I could see it maybe underneath like a skirt or something, like a longer skirt. Like you can still wear it. But really showing the like skinny material with the elastic on the top over top of your jean. Like it's just not a look that I I like right now. Yeah, I, I'm... Getting more into my cowboy boots, my chunkier boots. There's better boots out there. Slouchy more boots. More flattering boots. Yeah. I'm into a snakeskin boot. Ooh. I'm into a combat boot, but mm -hmm. you're right. Like that slim silhouette, I'm tossing. Kiara, let's talk about New York Fashion Week versus the U.S. Open. Ooh, let's get into it. I want to bring up one point. Mm -hmm. Kylie Jenner, Timothy Chalamet, their makeout was at the U.S. Open. This oh. wasn't a Fashion Week front row. She's normally caught like in a flurry of media being front row at Fashion Week. And it's at the U.S. Open. So 95 degree heat you're outside. Gonna, wow. You're going to have to catch me up on this because I had no idea. I thought he was still dating Zendaya. That's Zendaya. That's Tom Holland. Oh, Timothy Chalamet. Right, right. Yeah, so they've been <laughs> dating for a while and it wasn't really believable. And I was actually in the office when... When, um, sorry, <laughs> thank goodness, like we have our celebrity expert here. That's like, 
gosh, that's sad about this. Okay, she Tamar was in New York at the at the time of the makeout. We were seen around the world. Yes, and I was like, are they even really an item? But looking at the um, at their Instagram posts, like where Timothy is grabbing her ass and like it's juicy yeah and that was at a sports event and not at a fashion event well yeah that's like so our segment where we're kind of comparing the two that happened at the same time and how new york fashion week press has just not been the same as the as this u.s open press and that's a really interesting shift in how we're consuming you know, not only media, but events and these like manu, almost like manufactured events versus a real event, a real event that real people actually have been going to for a long. And not to say that fashion week is manufactured, but it just seems like it's not what it used to be. It's not what it's it, not it, what it used to be. And it's not it's, what it was intended for. Yeah. Whereas the U S open is are people that are interested in sports that are wearing their best watches and mm-hmm. coordinating and, it was great people watching. Yeah, it's just like a different um, different interests are really starting to take over. Especially with the quiet luxury movement. These are yeah. This is a quiet luxury sport. This mm-hmm. is a quiet luxury activity. And all eyes were on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's really interesting how the shift has gone into more interest in these types of events and these type of sports that are natural that people have been going to for years. I mean, I was going to the... Toronto Open, which was, or the Canada Open, which is like the comparable event in Canada. When I was a teenager, was, I would get tickets when we went to um, tennis camp. We would get tickets and they would take us or we would go. And I had a date. It was one of my dates and out of high school. The guy took me to the, the U.S. Open. Not U.S., sorry, Canadian Open. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like, it was always a huge deal, but it was never one of those events in my mind, that was like, oh, this is like a New York fashion. Or this is like a huge, a huge thing. It was like a really great sporting event if you liked tennis or if you cared about tennis. I think it's a quiet luxury movement. For I think sure. it's a return to authentic interests. Authentic interests, yeah. I'm curious how it'll spark down here for our River Oaks tennis tournament, the fashion. I know. Oh, I went on a date with a tennis player. Ooh. And I went I went on a date to the open. <laughs> this is yeah, tell us more. <laughs> no, no, to the to a tennis game here. It's a huge, huge event. There are like red clay parties and oh, white no, parties I, and I've styled clients for the event. Um I just didn't realize that they were fl- like it was like a real tournament. I thought it was like the tennis pros or like the local like the i thought it was more of a local event oh no the talent is imported the talent is imported which i don't was something but that's what i'm saying like it's something i found out soon after because when i was first hearing about it i was like oh that's cute oh no like the river oaks i just like that's cute they do a little like club of and like no it's like people are coming in it's a big deal Mm -hmm. no it is a tour and my date that i had and i'm just remembering this as you're talking about your date in Canada, but my date, he couldn't drink. He had been practicing all day. He was sponsored by Nike or something. So they had like a big presentation and he was literally taking a sip of his cocktail and saying, I'm getting spasms. Like I can't drink. Like, and he had a big game the next day. So yeah. So did he win? I never followed up. 
Oh my goodness, Tamar, this poor guy. guy like could have blown the tournament because of that one little. I yeah. should have followed up. You should have followed up. Oh my god. I'm the worst. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. We were talking about fashion. New York fashion Week. We we're talking about fashion, but Tamar's dating life is definitely more interesting. Um, I somehow interject at every. Tournament. No, no, it's probably a breath of fresh air compared to like what are we talking about? New York Fashion Week. Um, what was con? And what was there like? Eh. Anything interesting? I went to some presentations and I went to an event that you invited me to actually. Mm -hmm. And it was for Batsheva. Mm -hmm. And it was a rap party after the presentation. I didn't see the presentation. Mm -hmm. But the party afterwards was really interesting because it was very much a costume crowd and not a fashion crowd. If you know the line Batsheva, it's modest Jewish dressing, but in really fun prints and patterns. And it's not like boring, like modest. It's like Mm -hmm. physically covered. But in uh in wild print so the crowd there was like cowboy hats and rhinestone complete rhinestone shirts and pearl shirts and wigs and it was not your average fashion crowd like all black and serious mm-hmm. so but that's like the all black serious fashion crowd is like what you're describing 15 years ago ever since the blogging all of that has taken over it's become like a costume it's like, true because you need to be noticed. You need to be noticed. People are trying to be noticed outside of events. I know people used to not even be invited to the show or whatever, whatever show was out, but they would dress up and as create crazy as, not only create content, but they just stand outside the big designer show and try and get photographed, acting as if they were going. So it was like a... You know, tried to, they try to get into like the recaps of like who is the best dressed or who is just, you know what's out there because the photographers are trying to capture like street crazy style. street style when crazy street style was just very eye-catching or a thing. The event that caught my eye at New York Fashion Week in a really positive way that I was like, oh, like this looks fresh, which is interesting because it's Ralph Lauren's event. Ralph Lauren? Ralph Lauren. <laughs> Tamar keeps correcting me because it's an American name and I'm always pronouncing it like Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren. Um and I blame the Italian in me on that. But loved seeing Sophia Ritchie in that elegant Ralph Lauren style. I'm just excited that it's back. And, you know, I'm sad I left that style for, like, cooler, edgier. It's, it's, all, it's all a growth. But anyways, I was really happy to see that event. I loved all the styling for it. What did you think? Are you talking about, like, the gray pinstripe two-piece open top open shoulder oh yes look. thank you for describing it yeah i know it was really beautiful and very chic very classic i thought it was so pretty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did you like the um, are you liking all that ralph lauren coming back yeah i love ralph lauren yeah great jewish designer american <laughs> jewish designer Represent. yeah representing oh what i found interesting was the anna delvey party. <laughs> talk about performative yeah she threw this fashion show event at her house because she's under house arrest. And it just seemed like there was like, the co-host was emceeing it and was riling up the crowd. And it seemed a little silly to me. Like, are we still talking about Anna Delvey? And that's like- Like, this is our news. It's so crazy. This is our fashion news. Kind of sad, but like, I guess that's what we're, New York Times covered it too. Wrapping up, I think that Anna Delvey being New York Fashion Week news is so silly. All right, well, that wraps up this week's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
please write us in any styling questions you have, any listener questions at the Style Situation Instagram. And yeah, that wraps up another episode. We can't wait to kick it off this fall. Goodbye. Bye.